right, everybody. This is Brandon. So good everybody's able to be here again. Though it's been a while, but I want to take the time to talk to some of my favorite people. And I know we uh, all had some things going on. It's been a lot of things moving. But I thought uh, things probably would not be the same if we didn't take the chance to go over some of uh, what's been going on in wacky anti-Holy Ghost land. And what better opportunity to discuss these things than to talk about Mr. Anti-Holy Ghost himself, uh, which is none other than John MacArthur himself, or what I call, aka, grumpy anti-Holy Ghost man. So we're going to be looking at probably one of the most interesting examples of uh, anti-Pentecostalism incarnate in modern times, uh, which is John MacArthur. Now, for many of you who probably are not aware, John MacArthur has really risen to the level of uh, local notoriety through a lot of his commentaries and popular teachings through the commentary sets and things like that, uh, which a lot of good information, but he has really, I would say in the past 15, 20 years, worked to bring a very noticeable wedge between modern charismatic Pentecostals and cessationists uh, through making his stance of cessationism very, uh, very noticeable. Uh, so we're going to discuss some of that in particular with the conference theme for his G3 conference coming up as of next year in 2024. Uh, that is going to be the theme of it is going to be a cessationist theme conference. And this is probably going to be in continuation dealing with the continuationist, uh, you know, cessationist debacle that's been going on. So I want to start this broadcast off with a uh just playing a little bit of the uh, video that's been going on. So I want you to just to hear a little bit of uh, the promo that they're going to be having. So get to let you hear from the horse's mouth here. The church today is infected with the influences of the charismatic infected. movement. They seek feelings, blessings, experiences, healings, and not Christ. Charismatic theology has affected so much of our theology in ways that we don't often recognize. It teaches people to be searching for a miracle. I'm searching for a miracle. I tried for years to speak in tongues. Yes, the man says it's weird, but the spirit says, hello, this is awesome. To look away from the Bible for a fresh word. They don't have a single prophet who has been 100% accurate. Twenty-five million of them are one as Pentecostals that deny the Trinity. Ninety percent of them believe the prosperity gospel that Jesus wants to make you rich and healthy. Join us for the cessationist conference. We hope to see you there.
register today at g3ministry.org. Well, the first thing I want to say. America is on the cusp let me, let me of the greatest power outage uh, in American history. But the Now, that is so ironic, uh, that advertisement came up after John MacArthur conference, because you know him not having all of those power. Uh, no pun intended. But now, now, before I get into my critique, I just have to say, now, that was that promotion, even though I am totally against cessation, uh, cessationism, that promotion was on point. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, I was not expecting that level of cool to come from John Big Arthur. I'm sorry. I, I was, I was expecting his promotion to be very boring. That was so interesting. That, that, that would make me want nothing like his preaching. I will tell you that because if anything makes me think of warm milk and going to sleep is listening to John MacArthur. But let me tell you, that promo was make you want to stay awake. Amen. Uh, but what's what's interesting is now I want you to pay attention to the prom promo. Uh, notice how they have this ability to conflate charismatics with Pentecostals, which when you're dealing with classical Pentecostals, which for those who aren't aware, classical Pentecostal is going to be any Pentecostal that traces their roots to the historic revival that took place at Azusa Street. This is where you see the introduction of from organizations like the Church of God, the Church of God in Christ, the Assemblies of God, the uh, Fort Church of the Four Square Gospel, uh, the International Holiness Church, uh, on the oneness side, the PAW, the UPCI, uh, the ALJC, I mean, a, a whole host of uh, Pentecostal organizations. And when you see classical organizations, Pentecostal organizations, these will all be organizations that will usually have the doctrine of what we would say is the initial evidence of the initial sign being a teaching that when one receives the gift or the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that speaking in tongues will be a uniform uh, sign that one has been baptized in the Spirit. Now, as you look at the charismatic renewal of movement, this was a subsequent movement that took place in, dare say, the, some would argue in the 50s, uh, even though I would say the 50s to 60s, the, the 50s or 40s was more of what they would call the latter rain movement, which was probably some of the early fledging movements of the charismatic movement, but charismatic movement proper was really more 60s, uh, late 50s, 60s where there was, I believe, initially a legitimate uh, move of the spirit in what we would call the denominal world. Now, the difference between the charismatic movement and the denominal movement uh, in the early Pentecostal movement, when the early Pentecostal movement took place, uh, the early Pentecostals were never concerned with starting a denomination. They were forced to start a denomination by necessity. They were kicked out of mainline denominations and because of need of uh, to organize uh, for the work of missions, because one of the key features of classical Pentecostalism is that there was a high view of eschatology in their mind. The Lord was soon to return. So organizations in the pooling of community resources were done so that there could be a community working together so that we could get more done, we could work more efficiently so that the work of the gospel and the preaching of the uh, gospel message could be heralded so that we could work more efficiently 
so that men could be saved because the idea that the Lord is soon to return was very prevalent within classical Pentecostalism. So we were forced to start our own organizations for these reasons. Well, about that time when the charismatic movement took place in the 50s and 60s, what we find is that possible because the what some will call first wave Pentecostalism had absorbed so much of the initial shock or we had given the world so much of initial shock with uh, a lot of the expressions that I guess maybe people are a little bit used to the idea that a lot of these people, when they start receiving the Holy Ghost in the mainline denominations, they didn't leave. They stayed in their mainline denomination. So people stayed Presbyterians, which to all the reform folks out there, you know, uh, little do they would like to admit it that a lot of these early charismatics were actually Presbyterians. I just thought I'd throw that out there because I know old Johnny Mac, old Johnny McMack, Arthur probably wouldn't like to uh, you to know that. Uh, that a lot of these folks were reform folks, uh, because uh, I don't know if you ever talked to a lot of reform people, but I don't I don't pick up spirituality when I talk to a lot of Calvinists. Now, I know some Calvinists who are very spiritual, but that doesn't seem to be the case with a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> some some not so much. Uh, but apparently there were some people uh, in the early 50s that were really reaching out to God and God was manifesting himself to those folks. And, you know, God is like that. You get what you reach out for. And he was rewarding those folks spiritually with deeper experiences in their walk with God. And that's the good thing about God, because he doesn't really care where you're from or your background. He's just unbiased. What does the Bible say? He is a what? A rewarder of them who do what? Diligently seek him. Praise the Lord. That's what he does. He's a kind God. So back to the history lesson. This is what you saw the charismatic movement. Now, the thing is, these the charismatics, they just kind of picked up a little bit from everything. They just kind of did a buffet thing of theology. They kept a lot of their tradition, whereas we saw with the early Pentecostals, they were willing to abandon everything they had been taught so that they could return back to what we would consider an, an original apostolicity or an original church concept, whereas the charismatic movement was more satisfied with, how can you say, fitting in the mold of their denomination with the addition of uh, a little bit more. So whereas the original Pentecostal movement from the early 1900s was seeking not just an addition, but they were seeking to go back to the church as was seen in the scriptures and in particular the book of Acts, the charismatic movement was just trying to add to what they already had in their already existing denominal mold. And so it was it was kind of almost this kind of mix and match, Plato-ish kind of denominal spirit feel. You know, it, it, they had a lot going on. And so what you will notice, and probably one of the most offensive things that you can call a true classical Pentecostal, uh, especially oneness Pentecostal, which I was watching John MacArthur's uh, advertisement, and I, I, it, it was pretty slick. I hate threw oneness Pentecostals in. Word to the wise, if you ever want to offend a classical Pentecostal, call us charismatic. Just, just a little history lesson. Among us, when you call us charismatic, that is offensive. Usually it's taken as a pejorative or that you're trying to intentionally 
be offensive. It's like when you're talking to a reform person or a, 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 a what you would say is a Calvinist is usually what most people would understand them. And you call them a uh, Pelagian. And, you know, if a person calls a Calvinist a Pelagian, you know, those are fighting words. Or better yet, you say, if you call a Calvinist a, a papist, or oh, I think you're a, ca- a Catholic. Oh, man, that, that's those are you, you, you know, you're signing up for some drama. That is that is the kind of thing that when you say this to a oneness Pentecostal, it can be seen as like, oh, you're trying to be funny. How dare you say I have low spirituality and discipline? It's seen as an insult. But even that estimate to say there's 20 million of them, that is a very low number. Uh, the UPC alone is like right at 8 million. Uh, the PAW may be at three or four million. There's not many of them. Uh, in comparison, but right there, then that's like 12 right there. That's not even considering the ALJC and the whole host. We hadn't even looked at the apostolic assemblies and, you know, uh, the, the, the true church, Jesus church of China, which we really have no way of counting or knowing. So uh, Johnny boys numbers are, are, are questionable at best, but this is the part where everybody has tuned in to see. Uh, because I was tickled and elated all the way down to the core of my sanctified Pentecostal soul. And as you can see on the screen here, for all of you that are watching, now I was looking at the conference because I'm nosy like that. Now, as you can see on the website, Regional Conference, October the 3rd through the 5th, 2024, Grace Community Church, San Valley, California, Cessationist Conference, right? Now, they're having a conference on cessation, and that's Todd Bentley. For the record, we think he's a false prophet, too, right? And what gets me is that they get the worst examples of people and try to tout them like they're just leaders in in what we would consider the spirit field movement. Like, we think Todd Bentley is a liar also. Like, and and even if you don't want to get, like, oneness Pentecostal examples, there are a whole host of how can you say reputable Trinitarian Pentecostal uh, scholars and, and thought leaders that you get if you were really trying to present a non-biased academic presentation or thought, even like T.D. Jakes, what one this Pentecostal takes T.D. Jakes seriously? Like, I don't know any apostolic that looks like, mm, I need a, I need a leader I can look at. Let me, T.D. Jakes, that's who I'm going to call. I don't know any apostolic who does that. But when you're John MacArthur, you don't really care about facts or what reality is. You're just trying to get those seats filled because John MacArthur, uh, well, I'm going to hit on this a little bit more, but let's, let's take a look at this in partnership with grace to you. And this is in the cessationist film. They wait a minute. You got a whole cessationist film. G3 Ministries is hosting a regional conference at Grace Community Church in San Valley, California, on the topic of cessationism. Join us right now. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this, saints. Look at this. Praise the Lord. Are the miraculous gifts for today? On any given week, countless Christians gather and participate in strange practices they believe are true expressions of the power of God, from speaking in tongues to attempting to raise the dead. Charismatic Christians believe they are practiced participating in modern miracles. But are these miracles real? Are the apostolic gift, sign gifts in operation today? First thing, 
where does the Bible call them apostolic sign gifts? Because one, you got Philip in the book of Acts. He was an apostle. God was using him. But these are just things they make up because because they don't got nothing. They want you to have nothing. But they're going to join you today uh, to have you to join them for their conference. Right. So they're going to talk about this, the spirit and the word. So this sadly, the debate over this issue has often produced more heat than light. But in the end, only one factor should determine how we answer that question. What does the Bible say exactly? And with any charis, uh, anti-charismatic uh, or Pentecostal, the biggest issue that they will always have is the Bible. And at the end of the day, uh, any person that is saying that the gifts cease uh, at the, let's see, what, what did they say at the end of the, the first century? They're a false prophet. They're a false teacher. And they don't know God. Uh, the biggest issue they have is that why they themselves are touting themselves to be teachers of the truth of God, they are far removed from the truth of Scripture. For nowhere in the Scripture does it ever say that the gifts of the Spirit will end. For this reason, I think sometimes because John MacArthur has a platform and that people are so busy trying to seem smart, I think we just need to be very straightforward. We stand. John MacArthur is a false prophet. I, I just don't know how uh, Justin Peters I have nothing against him, but I think people are so well, we don't want to seem like we're attacking him because of his disability. And God knows I'm not, but he is a false prophet. Yes, he has said a lot of good things about a lot of these other movements, but he says things that are not true. Now, let, let's look at these things. Now, they have these speakers that are here. Now, this guy named Virgil Walker, he talks about, I tried for years to speak in tongues. Problem number one, you shouldn't try to speak in tongues. And anybody, that knows anything about uh, the Holy Ghost, you don't seek tongues, you seek God. See, this is the problem. And maybe he was at one of them tongue uh, room kind of churches where they take you up there and they be like, come on, my, 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 come on, my, 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 you have meet them people like that. Can you go to kind of church? They're like, you're about to pray the Holy Ghost. One, two, three, go. My, 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 and you know, I'm 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 just an old-fashioned holiness preacher from the South. I don't I don't got nothing but 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 enough sense to do what I was taught. And I was taught when the Holy Ghost comes, the tongues will come with the spirit, that they will speak in tongues as the spirit gives them the utterance. That you don't have to make up a tongue, you don't have to come in, in a Honda and tying up a bow tie like Virgil Walker got on. That if it's really the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost out of your belly, thank you, Jesus, will give you the expression to say. You don't have to pump it and prime it. If you put your mind on Jesus and seek the real thing, praise God, you don't have to uh, come up with something fake. See, but Virgil let me know by his testimony, he must have not had something uh, real. But this is to, to, to put the cream on the crop, right? As I was doing my research, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I began to notice, wonderful Jesus, they have a registration price. Now, the whole purpose of the conference is supposed to be able to help people to learn and to get the light of Scripture. Isn't that right, saints? Now, I'm not saying that conferences, you know, it's wrong to have conferences. and I'm not saying that's wrong. Oh, no, I'm not saying it's wrong at all. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that, saints, but what I am saying, I'm trying to expose to you a hustle. 
what what El Nero said, I'm trying to expose to you a hustle. John MacArthur is 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 a cessationist hustler. He is on the opposite extreme of the word of faith preachers that he preaches against. See, whereas uh, these other guys, uh, like with Kenneth Copeland and all the other false prophets, they just make up lies to get folks' monies. He just don't have nothing and take folks' monies. He's a false prophet, but he's just a, a much less interesting false prophet. See, they're just see Kenneth Copeland and <clears throat> Creflo Dollar. They're just interesting and entertaining false prophets. Uh, this guy over here, he's just a well-educated false prophet. Is that that's all that is? Now, notice this. Student rate, if you in school, I guess, or maybe at their seminary, the master seminary, it's 249 for the student rate. Oh, wow. Isn't that nice? So if you're in school, you can come learn why the Holy Ghost and the gifts is not for today, which the Bible never said. I have yet to see one person ever show me one scripture in God's Bible where it said the gifts. I've, I've, I've listened to all every man of liar try to make up something. And, and But thank God if you have children and if they're under six years old, just in case, you know, guess what? They get to come in for free. Praise the Lord. So if I bring my son and he's come to a meeting one night and he's looking for something because he ain't going to get nothing if he go to John MacArthur's church because John don't have nothing because he can't give nothing because he don't have nothing. Don't have to worry about that and save that trip. <laughs> Being petty in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I took on my own self. My son get to get in for free because he's four. He don't have to pay a registration fee. <laughs> my son would have to pay a registration fee. He get to get in for free. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for Brother John. <laughs> but just in case you're not a student, just in case you're not under the age of six, Praise the Lord. You get to get, you get the whole price at $2.99. But praise God, you know, they told me coming up that 99 <laughs> and a half, I won't do. You just go ahead and pay that whole $300, right? So you get to get in for the conference, praise the Lord, for 300 whole dollars. Now, the, the, the math part of me began to do some work, so I pulled up my calculator, saints. Praise the Lord. Let me see if I can pull it up for y'all since y'all up tonight. And uh, I, have to, I have, to have to do some research. Now, one part of my mind said, now, self, I wonder how many people are going to come at this conference? Because this, you know, because, you know, anything John MacArthur do, he know a lot of people. A lot of people know him. And I said, well, let me let me look at this conference. So I said, let me see how many people are going to be there, who mama's coming and so I began to look at the conference and see how if I could get an estimate of what the uh what what the attendance is going to be and you know what 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 we could look at and so I was looking this up and trying to see what I could find so let's see uh G3 attendance estimate so I'm just I'm just typing fast let me see G3 attendance uh see John Mac. Let's see. Trying to 
trying to uh, let me go back because I thought I had it pulled up. Uh, cessationist. See, we can do a quick some quick research because I want to say in one place I I saw that they had about eight thousand in attendance. That's that's what I want to say according to their website. So I want to um try to get the the information so y'all know I'm not making up stuff. Oh yeah, by the way, I wanted to show y'all uh they got some gifts here. This is uh 1974. And they also got a deluxe package for 49.99. It's a deluxe cessationist package. So we are already hitting about 350 per head. So I'm trying to see Let's see here. Praise the Lord. This is going to be good. Let me see here. Two. Let me see. G3. Let me see. G3. Let's see. All right. All right, let's see. And we, we're gonna get some numbers here. All right, see, I guess it's not coming up. And, and it would do this right when I'm trying to get the number so I can know what I'm talking about. And I hate when it does that. But I know I did when I was doing my research earlier. So I won't belabor the time because I gotta I gotta get in the bed and uh get rid of church in the morning somebody gotta have the holy ghost somebody got we some somebody's church has to be pentecostal I, as john MacArthur's church uses to be pentecostal you know against the apostolic people we just gonna keep being pentecostal since he since he don't want none let me see get my calculator let me see here well there's the now I know one estimate was eight thousand in attendance at one portion. So let's say three hundred for an adult plus the deluxe cessationist package. Because you know, if you come, why are you coming to a conference and you don't get the deluxe cessationist package? Because you need something to show that people came. You know, because since you don't have the gifts of the spirit. You at least need a, some kind of gift, right? Since you don't got the gift of the Holy Ghost, you need you need a you need you need a paperback gift or something. So let's see here. So we we say plus fifty dollars, right? So let me see. Let me see here. I'm tired, so I'm not thinking straight. But it's three fifty times eight thousand in attendance. And I'm just I'm just playing with numbers, right? So this now if my math is right, which it is looking like, potentially this conference is looking at about two million eight hundred dollars. Y'all see this thing? Now I'm not hating off Brother John. I'm not hating off Brother John. Brother John, I'm not hating off you. You, you have all the false prophet conferences you want. You knock yourself out. You have all the no fire conferences and all the all the whatever, whatever you do in the false church. I want you to have a good time, sir. 
Uh, but I just want you to get an idea of this. And the reason John MacArthur and cessation is like him, they are having to do this is because they are threatened by the burgeoning Pentecostal movement. Why? Because they can't do anything with it. Why? Because what was the promise that Jesus gave? The wind listeth where it will. Uh-huh. And you do what? You hear the sound thereof. See, the problem is that even in your reformed churches, the Holy Ghost is falling like rain. Because even there, people are hungry for a move of God. And because you won't give it to them, God will give it to the soul that cries out in faith. And this is what we're seeing. The sound of Pentecost is falling all over the world. And guess what, Brother John? Even you, with all of your reform meanness, you can't stop it. No, no, no. But this promise is unto you and to your children, even to as many. And John, I want to tell you, if you're listening tonight, the Holy Ghost is for you. That all you have to do is repent of your sins. Be baptized in water in Jesus' name. And guess what, Brother John? You can have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is for you, John. You don't have to leave like you came in Jesus' name. I just wanted to do this quick video. Uh, think about the business side of this. This is a hustle, but most of all, don't let this shake you, saints. Uh, this is a poor attempt because we are in the midst of the revival and God is going to fulfill his word. But you know what I say? As always, it's the whole gospel. Not the cessationist, that's a false gospel. To the whole world, by the whole church. The Lord bless you. In Jesus' most mighty name. Talk to you soon.